Hey guys, Tyler here. So I hope you guys enjoyed part one of our podcast for Game of the Year. Here's part two. Hope you enjoy. Silence! It's time! It's time! It's time for another episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds podcast. Can you dig it, dig it sucker? Grab a sandwich, sit back, and prepare to laugh. It's Drunk Dash Nerds podcast. 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 Grab a sandwich, sit back, and prepare to laugh. It's Drunk Dash Nerds podcast. Podcast. Grab a six pack, sit back and prepare to laugh. It's Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Grab a six pack, sit back and prepare to laugh. It's Drunk Dash Nerds But moving on to our top five giveaways. It's pretty funny. I don't think this has ever happened in the history of doing the show. Um, What's our, our, year, our game of the year list. Where well, we are halfway through the list and we have no games in common. It's Drunk Dash Nerds that's a first. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's ever happened. Where like oh, we don't have man. a single. Well, we have. We've gone through. We've each mentioned five games. That's ten games combined, and we've each not one of them. Like that means we've had ten different games pop up. So it's pretty cool. Like when we talk about this, like it's been a down year, but like it's pretty cool. The fact that it's vastly different. Yeah, like I'm, Mario Maker's in my honorable mentions, but it's not like it's not on my list. So that's that's pretty cool. Um. But yeah, I just thought that was kind of. I was just like kind of noticing that uh, a couple minutes ago when you Mar- when you mentioned Mario Maker, I'm like, wait a second, we don't have anything in common yet, so it's it's pretty cool. <laughs> um, but moving on to my number five, um, kind of a, like another game where like going into the year, like there's a lot of games I thought would be my top ten list, and a good chunk uh-huh. of those games I thought would be in there are not on here, and there's games I didn't think, like, I, like my my top ten list is like games that was like when I was putting this list together, I'm like. Didn't they see that coming? And this is one of them. Like, it's definitely a game I didn't think I, I I thought would be good, but I didn't think I would be anywhere near the level that it was. Like this was a game that was in a lot of people's overall game of the year. It was it was in the uh, Dice Award one of uh, nominees for Dice's game game of the year awards and video game awards annual award. Um, Control. Really? Uh, yeah. So um, I really, 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 really I, like I love Alan Wake. I love that fucking game. It's so great. I, I hope to God we get a sequel of some sort, or just bring it to the like, bring it to like the current generation because like, I hope people can play it again. Like it gets the the audience it deserves because didn't get it uh, last gen. Um, so, you know, I was I'm like, okay, it's the it's Remedy. I love Alan Wake. Quantum Break was a was actually a pretty good game. Uh, just you know, it was, it was just it was, a, but it was a pretty good game, and it was just kind of the fact is also an ex, it was an exclusive to Xbox One. And it was an early one of those, and it had that whole weird TV thing. It just kind of got glossed over. Um, this one, you know, come out. It's first one. I think it's one of the first games ever on PS4, if not our PlayStation. Um, I think it might actually be the first game ever on PlayStation. But um, anyways, um, it kind of came out like I was shocked. This game like hooked me. I beat this game like four days. I could just not stop playing it. I'm like, <laughs> like I should be sleeping right now, but I don't want to because I want to keep like it's one of those games like that kind of kept me awake. And I'm like, just could not quit playing. I remember it came out like, I want to say it came out like on a Tuesday, and by Saturday I beat it. Like, uh, like that's how much this game sucked me in. Um, it was it was great. Um, you know the whole story with Jesse and like trying to figure out what the fuck's going on, what happened with her brother in the oldest house. Like all that was like really well done. Like I love going around like very few like, the, like a million games do this where like they give you like the um, like here's this piece of paper with like some uh, with like a email on it or like a little side thing on it and like most games you just ignore those like 
95% of those times, you don't even like look, you just pick them up because it's a collectible. And maybe you'll get an achievement or a trophy for it or something like that. Um, and that's the only reason. Like, this game was like one of those ones where like I pick them up and I like read them. And I was like, I'm wondering what the fuck's going on with this god. Like, I was so fascinated with like what was happening in this world. I wanted to know more. Um, and like, I was anything I, I went through, I, I dove through every little nook and cranny I could. And like I've talked before, like, I don't love Metro Metroidvanias, and this game is definitely like surprising was a metroidvania style game um but like i just love going back because you would get to like oh you need a level five key card for this spot come back later but like the set pieces like the battles like getting the powers that you would get through the game this is the real star wars game of this year to me like you get like all kinds of awesome force powers like and using those like you felt like especially as you got deeper in the game you like you leveled them up and you got more different powers and stuff when you because you get like skill points you can use to like get more get different powers or boost the powers you do have like this is like i i just by the end of it I felt like a complete fucking badass and like i feel like a, this is the game maybe feel like a jedi this year not fallen order this game um the big 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 issue for this game was once again like glitches and like i remember every time and this, this, it was famous for this every time you pause the game and unpause it for like 20 seconds like the frame rate was like three like it was huh. awful um terrible it, it was really 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 bad on everything I, i'm playing on a ps4 pro i heard it ran a little better on the xbox one x but it was still a major issue on pc it was a huge issue um you know but despite all that like i like this game looks gorgeous it feels gorgeous. Everything about this game is gorgeous. Um, just really enjoy it. I, I, the one outside of like the frame rates, the, uh, the biggest drawback was the final like section where there was no like final boss fight. It was kind of like it was like that. It's it's like my least favorite thing ever. Like you get towards the end of a game, and it's like I, I rail on a lot of games. Like one chart two. Like I love that game. One of my favorite games ever. The last like six chapters of the game are unnecessary. Could have been like two chapters, or it's like it's stretched out. Like they like well, this game isn't long enough. We need to add on more. And it's like the ending, like the end of this game, it turns into like you're just fighting waves and waves of enemies. Like we're just gonna do, we're just gonna throw more enemies at you. We're gonna throw a different combination of enemies at you, and that's how it felt. And the final, there's no final boss. It's just like you're in this big ass room, and you fight a wave of enemies, you beat the wave of enemies, and the game's over. Like uh, there's one little thing that happens afterwards. Um, but like that sucked. I really like that game. Like I was all in on this game for ninety five percent of it, and I got last five percent. I'm just like, this sucks, and it totally, 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 like put a big bummer. Like like the, the wrap up was just sucked. Um, still, really, 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 really recommend this game. They just did not nail the ending, which is very important in a game. Like maybe the, outside of maybe the first couple hours of a game, probably the most important part of a game, and really, really just any story in general is the last that last little section and they it was terrible um but that otherwise this probably would have been like one of my two favorite games of the year but just that last little section was terrible but i i don't want that to stop you from playing this game i heard it works better now the frame rate stuff is, go, is over um it's i've seen it for like 20 30 bucks check this fucking game out it's fantastic uh control is my number five what about you gables my number five game of 2019 is Resident Evil 2 Remake. Ooh, okay, 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 okay. I gotta admit, going in, I'd never played Resident Evil 2. Not on the PlayStation, and definitely not in correspondence to whatever type of system that I've had previously. And mainly it's due because of the aspect that I don't like 
tank controls. I never liked tank controls. Never, not back then. Mm -hmm. Certainly not now. But in terms of Resident Evil 2 remake, they Capcom went the extra mile. Not only just with polish, but in remastering the gameplay and the control, and and not just that, but just adding elements that were missing from the original. And as it stands, it remains probably one of the best horror games that I've had a chance to experience Hmm. in quite some time. That said, I know I haven't beaten this game, and that's one of the few games that I (laughs) still want to go back to. And the fact remains is, the last time I played Resident Evil 2 Remake, I had... I had streamed it for quite a while, but uh, the last time I had played the game was probably my most memorable moment of one of the more memorable moments of this of last year, and that was my first encounter with a liquor. <laughs> now, I know Tyler. I think you've heard it maybe a little bit from when I was talking about it, but I can just go forth and give you the scene right here. So here I am. I just got through it hellish section and all of a sudden it's like i see something on the top of the wall and like at the top of the roof and so i go through a shine the light and there it is i know what it is and i know that freaking tongue right there i've seen artwork of it for years and man let me tell you it's like okay so that's a liquor so i basically went through tried to move as slowly as possible because i know that thing can't see but they can definitely hear you and so i had thought at that time that if I sneak past it a certain way, it's not going to hear me. Well, one thing that the game does to screw with you is definitely adjusting in terms of like how like uh, loud your steps can be. And so here I am doing like a moderate walk, right? And all of a sudden I just hear my footsteps. It's like a duh, 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 duh. like just like kind of a little bit louder than I wanted to. And as a result, I go through that hallway. I turn a left. And I thought the door that I had to go through was at the tail end. So I go all the way to the tail end, and I find out the door is locked. Now, as a result, I look behind me, and that damn liquor is, like, freaking, like, (laughs) it's literally five feet away from me. I'm like, (laughs) okay, I'm going to go walk around you now. And literally, I did something to piss it off, and it was chasing me. I'm like, oh, no, 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 I gotta go with it. Let's go through this room. And all of a sudden, I just dart to the room right next to it, like, on the left-hand corner. And I go through the damn thing, just like, got shut off. <laughs> and that, in of itself, is one of the most tense moments I've had in a video game for quite a long while. But it was hilarious, where it's like, I'm on stream, you can just see me just, like, go through, you know, and I just keep checking behind me, and the damn thing hears me and just drops down and starts getting closer and closer. (laughs) But, man, let me tell you something, though. The gameplay of this damn game is just so smooth. I love the fact that they modernized the controls to where more people can enjoy Resident Evil 2. The story of Resident Evil 2, I honestly understand why people back in the day got so involved into it because quite quite simply and stuff it it is great it is great for what it is and it's great for like going through with different characters and like exploring different types of like forays with both i think it was both claire and with uh, leon and stuff i had a chance to play bits with like leon got a couple chapters down i think i played through maybe a quarter Maybe a quarter, maybe half of this campaign. Went through a couple of bosses and stuff, but man, it just felt like a monumental moment, like something that uh, kind of something clicked in my head, where it's like, 
wow, I missed out on a good game back then. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's my number five, Resident Evil 2 Remake. Very cool. Very cool. That's one of the games like I redownloaded recently, and I, think I feel like I need to go back and give that a second shot, too. So I'm with you on that one. I played the first handful of hours and just kind of lost it. But, yeah, very cool, man. I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad I made the list somehow. Um, my number four. Um, did not see this coming, especially, like I mentioned, Control. This one actually... Uh, really blew me away when I was making this list, but it's one, it's probably the most fun. Uh, ooh, it's definitely one that it's oh, man. Like there's, there's definitely a difference. Sometimes when you talk about the most fun game in the game of the year, like sometimes the most uh-huh. fun game isn't always a game of the year. This was definitely yeah. up there for like one of the most fun games for me this year. And I wouldn't expect it when I when the reviews first came out. Cause I didn't play came out in July. I didn't play it till September. Wolfenstein Youngblood. Um, Really? Yeah. So, game came out. It, people hated it. Um, it. Got a lot of sixes and some low sevens and shit like that on reviews. Because um, it's sound. Even I was like, this doesn't sound like it was. I think it was only like thirty or forty bucks when it came out. And uh-huh. and uh, even I was just like, this doesn't sound like like that great. But I love Wolfenstein. Looks like more of that, yeah. especially Wolfenstein so- Two with the Doom gameplay. Go ahead, Gables. So, Tyler, let me ask you, what was the turning point which made you decide, hey, this is one of my favorite games of the year? It's it's Doom gameplay. It's It's got the shit that you, if you want, like, like I love Wolfenstein 2 because it kind of, like, Wolfenstein 1 was a really, really, really well-made game. It was a lot of fun. The story was great. Loved the characters, all that. But it was, like, Wolfenstein 2 was fantastic because they kind of just took, like, the run-and-gun, fast-paced nature of Doom and intertwined it into the Wolfenstein world. And it was fucking mm-hmm. awesome. And this just does more of that. Where it's like, I wanted... This is what I was hoping Rage 2 would be. Where I'm like, alright, it's open world Doom. Give me that. And it wasn't. Like, 90% of the game was driving around in a world with nothing to do in it. Ugh. And 10% of it is awesome. But you barely... You rarely ever get to do that, that shit. Um, and this is just like... There's like five or six like environments you go into. They're not huge, but there's like side shit you can do into them. Um, and... It's just like it's fast paced. It's shoot. It's it's got the the gameplay is fantastic. Like I can, I, I don't know. Like the RPG mechanics. So like you get skill points like that to uh, like up your abilities. Like they definitely change it from like Wolfenstein Two was just like a on was uh, pretty much straightforward. There was definitely some side stuff you can do in each in each level, but it was very much kind of like a straight path through things. But it was great for what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one they, they kind of they added like the RPG mechanics, like leveling system, and all that. Like it, like that stuff was whatever it's not great i don't love it um but just and like the the care i didn't like the sisters they're not they're just not they try to make them like wacky and uh funny and shit like that and it just it didn't click it's definitely no it just but that's the type of like forced character design that just sounds so unappealing to me yeah and it just it it didn't hit like but it's so few and far between there's very little of that like you can get more into that if you want to i didn't do that i just kind of wanted i just enjoyed going around and the gore aspect of it, the shooting mechanics of it, all that was great. And that's what it was for me. It was just like, that's what made it like really, really fun is, is the, is the gameplay itself. But that's what carried it for me. Like it definitely, if it would have been like, it worked out that like 80% of this game is that is the gameplay. Like if rage two would have been like 80% the gameplay and are tw- like of the shooting part of it uh, and 20% the driving and all the other shit I didn't care about. Like I probably I would have played more of the game, probably would have beat it, probably would be on my top ten list. Um, 
Right. But this game, like, I don't know. It, it definitely, I think it helped, especially I didn't play it when it first came out. Because I remember, like, it came out and, like, ugh, it doesn't sound great. And I finally, I'm like, all right, but I just, I, I, <laughs> I bought it. I might as well play it kind of thing. And I was, like, I, I was actually, I, I just beat Control. And I'm like, all right, I need something else to play. And I was just like, fuck it, I'll play this while I'm waiting for uh, Link's Awakening. And one game, I just, I, it was fun. It was just a blast. It was legitimately, like, turn off your brain, have fun kind of game. And it's, like, those games, like, they come, there's, a, you might get one or one or so of those a year, but, um, as one was, it just it's it, it helps that this is a light year, obviously. But it was one of those games where, like, I look back upon this year and like playing through this game was one of my more was one of the more fun uh, experiences of the year. Where it's just like I just like it was pure joy playing through this game. Like, in some of the I don't know, like the boss fights weren't great. There was definitely problems in this game. Um, but yeah, Wolfenstein Youngblood. It was I don't know. I just you can't go into this expecting Wolfenstein Two. Uh, you got to go in with your mindset right with this game it's but like it's it was i think the price point helped too being 30 bucks like i went into it and then knowing what i was getting into like i just had a, it, was, it was fun it was a blast to play this game like if, you, if that's what you want you want more of that gameplay of this and you don't want more of the wolfenstein universe like you're gonna have fun with this and that's i, I think that's what helped me going to that knowing that so that's why it's number four uh what's your number four gables all right so my number four is Persona 3 Dancing in Moonlight. Hmm. Damn. <laughs> well, okay. you were just saying, you were just saying in terms of like one of the fun games and stuff that you had with and stuff that, you know, not a lot of people would go through and talk about. I kind of had the same thing where like Persona 3 Dancing in Moonlight, yes, one of the other dancing games, a part of that package that I had gotten earlier last year. However, I enjoyed the song selection and the character development stuff between like different characters when you're unlocking things so much that I felt like it was worthy to be inside of that consideration for top five. Because it's like, like I said before, like with Persona 5, Dancing in Starlight, this is a game I also completed. I completed this game, and I got the Platinum Trophy, got the best, like, things possible in terms of rank for each song because I intently love the songs, love the characters, love the different types of, like, aspects of like the adaptability in terms of like uh, how you can manipulate a song how you can play it in a specific way and quite honestly it was very fun i mean i love my music games and like i've said it before with the previous dancing game it's like this is the one i enjoy more than say the persona 5 and stuff because of the song selection because of like the different characters you know, that I'm a little bit more accustomed to, but at the same point, it just had that fun factor, which I was just playing literally, like, for a good solid month or two. And that always, that always is a good thing in my book. So, yeah, for number four, was it number four? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Number four is Persona 3, Dancing in Moonlight. Very cool, Gables. All right, Gables, so moving on to my number three. We're in the top three already. My number three. All right. Yeah, it's great. we're flying through this one. Um, my number three game of the 2019 is Luigi's Mansion Three. Um, oh, ooh, yeah. Uh, I, once again, like a game I, I'm like, oh, this could be a fun little game to play through. I, I just like I was like putting on like, oh, this could be like a Yoshi's Woolly World type of game, you know, like that, like Captain uh, Toad Treasure Tracker, like a fun little yeah, be, you know, non top tier middle of the pack kind of you know Nintendo game that could be a lot of fun. And once again. One of the more enjoyable games of uh, 2019 for me, like just a really fun uh, experience. Like I 
like the only real issue I had with this game was it had a little bit of that Lego video game factor where like I really enjoy the Lego games, but my OCD kicks in where I got to collect every goddamn brick, even though it means nothing to me. This game had the same thing where every every room had a thousand coins in it, but there's no there's no purpose for the coins. They mean nothing. Um, <laughs> I had to get them all. I couldn't help it. I had to collect them all. Um, so it, I took probably took me like an additional like five hours to beat this game because I was trying to get all the collectibles or get, get all the, all the coins. Um, but no, I, I remember like uh, it came out uh, October thirty first, so it was like the Tuesday or so before. Uh, it, was a, it was a it was a week of extra life, and I ended up like. I beat Call of Duty that morning, and then I like my entire evening and early morning was playing through Luigi's Mansion Three. Like, just had an absolute blast playing to that uh, on that day. Like, it totally like it consumed a good chunk of like that made that whole like extra life. Usually, so there's points, especially towards the end, where it just drags um, for you for a lot of people. Uh, especially me, that last like especially when you get in the middle of the night part where if every every 15 minutes feels like an hour. And playing yeah. playing through this game definitely liked. It just made that time fly by for me a lot more than it normally does for Extra Life. And it was just uh, going back and, like, even the next day, like, usually after Extra Life, there's, like, that Sunday and Monday, I'm like, I don't want to play any goddamn games. I'm just done with games. And it's like, I remember getting up on Sunday, and I'm just like, I want to play some more Luigi Mansion 3. And I just, every level going, like, you know, going on the (laughs) elevator and getting, like, I wanted to see what the next, I couldn't wait to beat that section. Like, I was having a blast in each section, each, each floor you went on, but I couldn't wait to see what the next one was. Like, oh, cool, this one's... Uh, you know, Egyptian. This one's pirate. Like, just going into each, 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 or this one's a, a movie set. Like, I loved every floor I went to. I could not wait to see what that next section was. Every boss was cool. I loved all the boss fights. Um, legitimately, some of the most fun boss fights I, I've I've faced in a, in a while. Um, just adored all of that, all this game. Um, you know, it's not super hard. It's I think I died three times in the game. Actually, I died one time, and the other uh, part was there was like one boss fight you have where you have to beat him on a certain time limit, and I just ran out of time tw- twice fighting him, and that was it. Um, so like the game is not really overly challenging whatsoever, but it's just it's just a fun time. Um, and the the Gooigi stuff, like when I first saw that, I'm like, oh, I'm not gonna I'm gonna hate this, like having to control a second character. Um, and do all the puzzles along stuff, but like it was a lot of fun. Like I love Kuwiji. Like it was like give me a Kuwiji amiibo. Like I want that. Like this game is is legitimately a blast to play. And I um I think if you if you haven't played it yet, like it's definitely it's one of those games. If you have a Switch, especially right now when there's not a lot going on with gaming, uh, and if you have you know if you want something playing on your Switch, this is like a must buy. I I feel like this is um surprisingly like one of those games um that if you want a Switch, you have to have. Is Luigi Mansion three, so that's why it's number three on my list. Uh, Gables, what's your number three? <laughs> oh fuck, he's laughing. It always scares me. Uh, my number three game of the year for 2019 is Untitled Goose Game. Wow, I thought this would be like <laughs> number one. Okay. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Can I Untitled just spoil Goose something game. for you, Fast Gables? All right. My number two is Untitled Goose, uh, Untitled Goose Game. So, uh, <laughs> you and I almost the same thing because I had personally thought about doing a number two, and I'm like, oh, oh no, no, no. Unfortunately, there were two other games that I kind of felt like I liked better. I can't wait to hear <laughs> or, what actually more. Is. Yeah, not better, but like more. But like Untitled Goose Game. What can I say really about this game that I already hadn't said already in consequential podcast episodes with us? <laughs> but, <laughs> 
oh man, I'll never forget the moment where it's like I felt like a legitimate dick just going around, just like and having so much fun, just being a dick. Yeah, it's like I don't like to like an, I don't like to be an asshole like to people, but like this game, like I just it, it like it's all the things you want to do in real life but you can't do. You just get to do in this game. I tell you what, it's playing playing as that goose and going through like especially the guy's garden and stuff, or like going through the aspect of um screwing around with that kid and stuff like that in the back of my mind i just kind of pictured my goose voice or something like that is like oh i know what you got there lady you got a little radio right here uh it would be a shame if actually someone went to uh go and take it oh well, there we go <laughs> but uh oh man just the whole moments where i would just go through just like do like just random shit and stuff like that and after they go through like either fall on their face or like or one of my favorites is like taking the guys the farmer's rake. Yes, that's exactly what I was gonna freaking, say. And putting it in the, the freaking like a lake and stuff like that. The rake in the lake, and I see him <laughs> just like get his feet wet and just look down at it. All of a sudden, he just sees me over there. I'm like, honk, 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 <laughs> just go off. <laughs> oh my god! Between that and the shutting the freaking lady inside of the damn garage and stuff with the freaking <laughs> the booby trap, like. <laughs> Duck oh yeah! That's... Oh my god! Oh my god! I want to replay and this the game. whole aspect, and dude, the whole aspect of the last final part of the game, where it's like you go to that restaurant, right? And you quintessentially go through, and like uh, you had this lady go through and get this like this this uh, stupid crate of tomatoes. The tomatoes are all set, and all of a sudden the guy is like. Is like right above it. All of a sudden, you do something in the upper part, and he just goes, "Oh, you put the bucket on his head, right?" And he goes, and he falls, and he just sits in his asshole, like just like he's <laughs> like fucking tomato paste. <laughs> and he's like, "Oh no, <laughs> oh they think I've got blood on my ass." Oh. <laughs> Been there, done that. <laughs> but. uh <clears throat> Never have I played a game where I absolutely not only enjoyed being a dick, but just went ahead and just absolutely just had a ball from beginning to end. The game in and of itself is like roughly around five hours, or even, God, five hours at the longest possibly. Yeah, you could be like an hour if if you're fast enough. But it was one of the few games where I bought for like maybe 15, 20 bucks. Absolutely enjoyed that experience. I was just so in love just playing Untitled Goose Game. But I knew exactly it because I knew exactly what my fun would curtail. But I did not know it would be to that level of excitement and glee every time I powered on the game, and all of a sudden just walking around as the damn goose, flapping my wings, looking at people, honk honk. <laughs> they just go through, just walking on my way. They just go through and like just you know randomly getting the freaking shoelaces off a kid, chasing yes. him around, making him foot, making him fall inside of mud puddles, oh, okay. stealing his glasses. Fuck kids, man. Then going through to the farmer, stealing something from him, going through the lady of the shop, making him pay for his own shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, it's um. September was like my favorite month of the year by far, where it's like this game just took oh, yeah. over the internet. Like where even people that didn't know or care about video games knew what this fucking goose meant. Like, oh, let me tell you something. On Facebook, when I was posting those little, those goose, like, freaking memes, those pictures. Yes. Oh, my mom kept questioning me so much after, like, all that stuff. I was like, why are you posting nothing <laughs> but goose things? It's like, well, you don't get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now every time that's something like a goose, it's like, look, game, it's a goose. It's like, oh, God, no. 
it's a welcome thing because you know i love my mom but at the same time it's like when it comes to stuff like say like animals and this and that and stuff she knows i like animals yeah but uh with the whole untitled goose game and everything else and stuff like that i am just so tempted now to go online and just find a shirt in my size, it just says, peace was never an option, and just have the fucking goose with the, the switchblade in its mouth. <laughs> yeah. yeah it, it, was, it was funny, before we started the show, I, I was telling G- uh, Gables about how I bought uh, some shirts on tfury.com, and two of them were Untitled Goose Game shirts, and I showed him one, and it's literally the, it's like the cover of like the original Doom, but it's got the goose on top, instead of the Doom Slayer, and it just says, that the, instead of Doom, it says Honk. And it's just like a pile of like skull and bones on fire. Um, with with the goose oh. on top, it's. Oh my god! I just remembered another great moment from that game, and that's when you go through the neighbors, like you go through the, the two neighbors, right, from side to side, and you, <gasps> you like you break into the lady's yes. yard and stuff, and then you steal her bra and then go over, like to the other guy's yard, and all of a sudden it's like he freaking takes the bra, tosses it over, and the lady's like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> When you steal his, when you steal a slipper and you throw it in the fucking little pond he has there, he's like, no, <laughs> just the look of anguish, like there's emotion to stuff. Oh man. Oh, oh, how about getting the freaking like uh the uh, little ribbon and stuff on the yes case, you know, when you take that thing. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my, this whole game is just like, what about us? Like we just like you talk about like what about this part? What about this part? And it's all fucking great. And it's fun to talk about. We've all experienced it that played this game, and it's fucking. It's just a blast, and it's fucking hilarious. Like, I love... Well, it's... Yeah, I know. Oh, man. I know what you mean. It's like... It, when, it, it, like this is, like, a really fun game, but I think what puts it over the top is just, like, how it... To me, personally, is just, like, how it took over... Like, I, I was just mentioning earlier, like, how it took over the internet. Like, I go on Twitter, and I, I for, like, a week, or for a whole month, it's like, Gears came out. Control came out. Link's Awakening <laughs> came out. And we're all talking about fucking Untitled Goose Game. That's all everybody was talking about. Yeah. And it was great. <laughs> It was so fun. It was amazing. <laughs> it brought me back to like when Pokemon Go first came out and like everybody was like like if it was like the last time the country felt united was when Pokemon Go came out. Like oh Untitled Goose Game coming out was the closest I we have I have felt to that moment since then where it's like, oh this is all fucking great. I love all of this. Alright, Gables. So I've already uh your number three was also number two, so uh Untitled yep. Goose Game. Fucking blast. So I guess go ahead and move on to your uh, number two. Okay, so my number two game of the year for 2019 should become no surprise for people if you've been listening intently with this podcast, and that's Pokemon Sword. Mm -hmm. Now, Pokemon Sword and Shield had a lot of controversy, obviously. The whole Dexit stuff, the whole people being unhappy because not a lot of their favorite Pokemon made it. Well, at the same time, I understood, but it didn't really depreciate the quality of the game that I felt that Game Freak provided. To be perfectly honest with you, I had a blast playing Pokemon Sword. I felt that the starter selection was alright. I got my score bunny, went through my journey, met a whole bunch of fun new Pokemon and just a whole bunch of different types of like like uh, situations and different types of parties and stuff like that that I had tried out. And it was hilarious because it's like, okay, there's something that's called like a uh, Rookity. And I got that, and I evolved into, like, a Corvusquire and then, like, to uh, a Corviknight, right? That gigantic metal crow, like, damn thing that does, like, transportation between one thing <laughs> into another. Just the Pokemon designs in general I felt were very cool. I loved adding a bunch of them to my party. So I had my 
my party outlook is I had the freaking Frapple, which is like a part dragon, part apple. <laughs> I still I love that name. It's so stupid, but it's great. I know. It's so stupid in terms of the name, and the design is actually pretty creative to where you have like a dragon that's like emerging out of an apple, just flapping its <laughs> wings, and you have the freaking like, you have parts of the apple everywhere, and it's lanky little body. It's like, uh, I think it's going to be pretty freaking dangerous, man. You get something like a dragon dance where you're setting up attack at speed. I literally swept people inside the lighter part of that game because I just set up a sweep. (laughs) And it's, I just looked at it, it's like, well, you know what? It's like, if anything else, yeah, everybody has their other attempting like a Pokemon. You have your Charizard, you have your freaking like a Corvus Squire, you have all these things. And no, what do I got? I got a fucking fucking flapple. (laughs) It's funny, I've seen it a million times, but I just Googled it again and look at the images and laugh at it. It's fucking, this is great. It's great, man. It's like a lot of the designs I kind of feel are that way where they're just great, even though there's some of them are kind of like freaking funny. Like uh, I didn't have a chance to play the Pokemon like uh, Surfetch and stuff because the conditioning in order to evolve that Galarian Farfetch into Surfetch is just fucking crazy where you had to score five successful like critical hits or something like that before it evolves. Which, uh, yeah, I don't know how often I'm going to go through and get a critical hit unless I have a move that specifies or an item that specifies. But, uh, no, a lot of my experience inside Pokemon Sword was very positive. Not just because of the whole exploration of every bit of the terrain for, like, the the open wilds and stuff where I encountered different types of Pokemon. Some of them were, like, vastly higher in level than I was. And even in terms of that, you still had the option of, like, skipping some bits of battles in regards to, like, the random encounter stuff. It felt very refreshing in terms of playing the Pokemon game where you not only don't have random encounters as, like, traditionally they would be, but at the same time you had a chance to see, okay, okay, this is the type of Pokemon that comes out during this time, this type of weather situation, or this or that. I think one of my favorite moments in playing Pokemon Sword was trying to encounter... Dreepy, the Pokemon that's part, like, a ghost, part dragon. I could not find a Dreepy to, to like, save my life in this game. But I found its middle evolution, Dracloak, as a wandering Pokemon inside the center of the field, right by where the final portion of the game is. And it's like, I got that, and immediately as I did that, I started breeding the darn thing with a ditto that I had gotten through, like, a surprise trade. And I just went through and got my Dreepy. And quintessentially, that's one of the Pokemon that I absolutely want to, like, use the most in terms of, like, if I want to do competitive play stuff. But I'll tell you what, just going through and tracking down a lot of those different Pokemon. And not only that, but also battling, like, uh, against the other types, like, rival trainers from, like, Marnie to B to, like your rival Hop as well. You have three different rivals, right? But each of them were distinct in terms of their personality, in terms of their traits and stuff. And quintessentially, I kind of feel like with this game especially, the characters inside of Pokemon Sword, they start off, you know, it's like, oh, okay, they love the stereotypical stuff, but at the end, they kind of evolve to where each character is a bit different in that regards. A part of what I like in good storytelling is they're able you're able to go through and look at, okay, is this character the same as they were the beginning of the story as opposed to the end of the story? And sometimes you can just determine certain characters, certain good characters, with that type of a trait, you know? And Pokemon Sword is sort of like that, where beginning you have a group of characters that, uh, like, say they're your rivals, or, like, 
or even like in terms of like the champion or whatsoever, they start off like this, but then they all of a sudden they end at a specific port point at the end of the game and stuff that totally surprises and that just totally almost like one eighties in terms of like what they can do and what they can uh, pre present and stuff. And I really love the aspect of a part of the later parts of the game. I'm not going to spoil because I know Tyler, you're still kind of like playing bits of Pokemon's mm -hmm. Shield here and there. But I, I honestly enjoyed the end part of that game very much, especially with the legendaries and stuff. I mean, with uh, Zashian and Zamazenta and stuff, I felt that they were fun Pokemon to play around with in that regards. But, uh, oh my gosh, the tournament stuff for Pokemon Sword, just all the gym battles. The gym battles inside the huge stadiums and stuff, that epic big match feel. Oh, yes, that's yes. what I've absolutely loved about this game the best. Because here you are, you're facing off against gym leaders, you're facing off, like, inside of the final, like, final tournament and stuff inside of this game, and each battle feels epic. And I gotta admit, man, it's like, there are some characters that I've actually started to like, like, fairly surprisingly, I didn't think I would have any interest in. Like, gym trainer, like, gym leaders like Opal and, like, uh, oh my god, Piers, the uh, gym leader for, like, uh, the poison types. <laughs> the poison type gym leader and stuff like that. These were characters I had no interest in, and all of a sudden I go through, I go through the initial storylines and this and that. And it's like I, it's actually one of the first times in any Pokemon game where I actually cared a lot about the gym leaders because a lot of them did have different types of personalities and things that I liked, as opposed to, you know, you you counter a bunch of gym leaders. Sometimes you may help them with some stuff, but. Uh, they never really gave you a sense of like scale in terms of having the big, that big old moments. Oh, hey, you know, they make this the whole Pokemon Championship seem like a lot bigger in that regards. You know, I didn't get that feeling from some of the older Pokemon games, but from this one, for Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield, in that regard, I felt that it felt more epic in terms of earning your way to the top slot the top spot in terms of like the Pokemon world in that game where every gym battle felt meaningful. They hype up the Pokemon championship stuff as something like awesome, something epic and stuff, you know, how, how are you going to go ahead? And they build up Leon, like the Pokemon champion and stuff like that so much in that regards where I feel like, uh, yeah, they gave him a little bit of sense of like, say, you know, a build-up, you know, kind of like a, when you, when you're watching professional wrestling, right, you get all these different promos and all these different types of events that go on, and then you have the culmination of, like, a match and stuff, it's out of a pay-per-view. That's what it kind of felt like to me, where each month and each thing, the storyline keeps progressively getting bigger and bigger, and there's other characters going in and out and woven the storyline, and then all of a sudden you're left with a final main event right here, where it's just you against the champion, and it just feels like a colossal fight. Yeah. And that is something that I cannot, cannot like praise enough because it made the last portion, it made the final part of this Pokemon game feel a lot better than some of the older ones that I've experienced. The last time I've been really truly enjoyed a Pokemon game in terms of its end game or in terms of the final battle was in Generation 4 with Pokemon Diamond and Pearl. And even like Platinum. Most specifically Platinum, because that was the better game of the three. But the battle with Cynthia, in terms of that subset of, like, uh, Pokemon games, that generation, that felt epic. 
and it kind of gives me sort of the same similar feels in terms of sword and shield maybe not on the level of par of say like a cynthia in terms of that but at the terms of everything else built around it it just gives you this final battle where it just feels amazing in my honest opinion yeah so that's why Pokemon Sword is my number two game of 2019. That's pretty cool, man. That's definitely a game I need to jump back into. But like, um, no, I just kind of got lost by the wayside there. But I, I man, I, I agree with everything you said there. Where like everything, like, like it's so simple and it's not like it's like super great. It's not the greatest of all time storytelling. But it's like these minor tweaks where they actually gave their characters a character, like, have uh-huh. made a huge difference. Like with like you said, like all the gym leaders, like. It's not just some random person you 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 battle in a building, you know. It's like now these like you actually like have some communication. You know these people are before you get to them, and it's like just stuff mm-hmm. like that. And like the build up to like Leon, like you did a really well job, like of like comparing it to like it's like a really well built like storyline in wrestling where it's like like oh, I can't wait to see these like this fight, like this this match, like it's it's not just like the uh, you know it's not like what we see a lot of times in wrestling where it's like the generic monthly pay-per-view is like if like imagine if you had eight really well built storylines in a row of wrestling that's what you have with these gym battles that's that's like an excellent way of putting it and uh yeah i get it's like i kind of i actually kind of forgot i had that game i need to jump back into a play because i i I really (laughs) wasn't having a a blast with it and then i just kind of got sucked in some other shit and i just never got back to it so i need to get back to that because that game is uh i agree fantastic um, but moving on to my game of the year for 2019. Number one, no surprise really, I think, to anybody. I think, Gables, can you guess what it is? Hmm. Okay, your number one game of 2019. Was it Resident Evil 2? No, no, it was not Resident Evil 2. Resident Evil 2 did not make my list. It's a game I need to go back to, though. <laughs> it is, for the first time ever in the history, this is our, what, we did 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19... This is our, our sixth time doing this game of the year show. Our seventh time doing it because we did 13. Um, Xbox One exclusive game. It's an Xbox exclusive. I've had PS, I've had PlayStation exclusives. I've never had a Nintendo exclusive. This is my first ever Xbox exclusive. Gears 5. Gears 5 is your game of the it's year. My game of the year. Uh, and it's not even like a doubt in my mind. Um, it was. Like I talked about, like I you know the gears the original gears trilogy is just a it's a fun it's kind of I, I put it like it's like a Call of Duty game it's like it's just a fun third person well made shooter game and right. like but it's just like everything else like you don't give a fuck about anything else it's just fun set pieces with some like over like like stupid acting and shit like that where like but then like that was the first trilogy and Judgment was just like a lesser version of that and then so it's kind of like right kind of what like. It, like Halo, they're trying to like change the game up, and like you can talk, a lot of people talk about like you know since you know like the first the original Halo trilogy was fantastic. Reach was really really well good done. Like that's people's most people talk about. I like Reach a lot, but I'm not a Halo guy whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But like it's like it's the opposite of what Halo's going through. Like where four and five came out, like four like yeah it's pretty good. Five was like a lot of people hated five. And like Gears is like the opposite, but to a lesser standpoint. Like it's really like I think it's better than ever. I think Gears is. The best has ever been, but oddly enough, no one. There's not a lot going on. There's not a lot of buzz around it. Like Gears is probably the less it's less um, exposure that it's ever seen, and it's it's disappointing to see. I, mean, I don't know. Maybe that maybe part of it's being on Game Pass. Um, I'm not sure, but it was still one of the highest selling games of the of the month hmm. of September. 
and it was on Game Pass, which is crazy to see. Um, I think it was like two or three that month. But uh, it, I don't know. It's just it didn't. It's nowhere in the top twenty list for the for the. So I know what. Obviously, Xbox is not doing great this generation, but Gears Four sold really really well before it came out. But um, that's interesting. Yeah, it's just it's a it's a weird spot. I don't know. I don't. It's it's. I don't really understand it. Like because obviously Game Pass was a wrench into that. But um, we're like. You know, Gears 4 came out, and I talked about it a lot, where it's the, um, it's like the Star Wars Episode 7 of it, where it's like, we're going to intermingle the new characters with the old characters, and they did a really great job of doing that, where it's like, you know, here's all the characters you love, they're back, Braid's back, uh, Coltrane's back, they're all back, um, but we're going to bring in all these new characters. It's kind of like Mortal Kombat had an issue with, I think, with, with Mortal Kombat X, but they did a, a great job with it. Like They intertwined them all together really well. And, um, I don't know, I just... Like going to this one, they, it, it was it just, like a lot of people say, "Ah, oh, it's just more gears," but it was more than that. I thought. Like I think the story, like you're this first time ever, like you're you're playing as uh, Katie for the most part. The she's the main character. This one before she was one of the side characters, but she was probably the second most important character of the campaign. When the first one you played as right. JD, who was the son um, of I'm forgetting his name. What's the main character from the first trilogy? The main characters on the first trilogy, you yeah. mean like Marcus Phoenix? Marcus Phoenix, thank you. Uh, so you play as a son in, the, in in Gears Four, but in this one, like it, you know, like she was obviously like Katie was the most important character, really toward by the end of it. And then in five, you you play as her for pretty much ninety percent of the game. And I loved how like it turned out like like so. There's it's actually the shortest one of all of them as far as like acts go. I think there's only four acts when the other ones on five. But the yeah. big difference was. Is like in two of them in the middle, the two, the second and third act, they added like an open world element to it, or it wasn't like a huge open world by any any sense, but they added like side missions and there's all these extra like shit you could find to it, and it was like and it wasn't like there wasn't like overly done where it's like it's just fetch quest bullshit that's just like we need to pad out the game. Like all the side quests mm-hmm. actually had some value to it. Like they gave you a cool weapon or there's some cool stuff to figure out what the fuck's going on in the world right now. Uh, cause, uh, like, you know, some, like you still kind of confused, like what's going on? Like, I thought we like defeated like all these, like, I thought this was, the war was over and it's coming back. And it was just kind of interesting jumping back to that. Like for like the first th- four gears games, you didn't give a fuck about the story. And then four and five came out and you're like, all right, what the fuck's going on here? And like, <laughs> it's funny to me. Like, what you, like you actually like give a shit about these characters. And like, even at the time I talked about gears four, I talked about too. It's like. I actually kind of care what's going on with these characters a little bit. And five, like you really like, I actually like these characters. Like you said, um, in in the um, with Pokemon Sword and Shield, the like, these characters actually have some character uh, to them, and it totally just changed the game for Gears. I think um, the point, like I, I just I was sucked in. Like I enjoy playing this fucking game. Like I love that style. Of, like I love that third like. Mass Effect 2 was one of my favorite games of last generation because not only uh, you know over Mass Effect 1 not only because of the storyline but because it was basically just copied off Gears gameplay like that's what made the difference yep. like, Mass Effect 1 was it was the, the gameplay was okay but the story was fan, fucking fantastic one of the greatest stories of all time in video gaming but 2 was like we have a really great one of the greatest stories of all time but also it's just Gears of War gameplay and that's what put over the top for me and it's kind of the same thing here where it's um, you know, it's just like it's Gears of War story, or it's Gears of War gameplay, which is like one of my favorite gameplays to do, like uh, for gaming, um, to, to do. But it's like here's also like a really well made story. It's not, I'm not don't mm-hmm. get me wrong, it's not God of War, 
It's not Last of Us. It's none of that. Not all. Not so whatsoever. But it's like it's it's well it's done well enough that like you actually give a shit. And like I, I enjoy that a lot. I can't wait to see. Um, I'm assuming Gears of War Six is gonna uh, wrap it all up because that's you know what they do what you know what they do with these games. But um, yeah, it just like I was expecting this to be a really fun game. A game I like. It was one of those games like going into the year. If you would have asked me. Of the, the the games that are on my top ten list between After Party, Star Wars: One Order, Link's Awakening, Modern Warfare, Mortal Kombat 11, Control, Wolfenstein: Youngblood, Luigi's Mansion 3, Until a Goose Game, Gears 5. If you were to ask me, of like, of like at, at the beginning of 2019, which one of these games would be on my list? Gears 5 would have been on that list. Like, would be the only one I guess would be on my list. But I'm like, ah, it's probably gonna be around in the middle somewhere, five, six kind of thing. But the fact that it's number one kind of it shocks me. Um, but you know, I know, like I said, it's down here. But even still, like it's a really one of the better games of this generation. Like it's, it's gonna, it's one of those games I feel like it's gonna, like we're, a lot of people are gonna forget about, unfortunately. Uh, but it's def- it's man, I, I, if you have an Xbox, it's once again like I talked about like if you have a Switch, you need Luigi's Mansion Three. If you have an Xbox One, why the fuck haven't you played Gears Five? Kind of things. Like it's definitely one of those games. It's a, it's, it's a must-have on your console kind of game. Um, and it's easily the best-looking game I've ever played this generation gorgeous it, like the colors pop with the hdr the 4k makes it shine like no other game has shined before like it's definitely it's everything about this game i think is damn near perfect for what i want from it like from a video game especially from just a fun standpoint like it i thought about like the top four games in my of, of the list uh for my year like are like the four most fun games i played this year um for me and then you know gears 5 having a i think a really good story also put it over the top is what made number one but um yeah my number one gears five i, I was shocked too uh what about you gables what's your number one <laughs> my number one game is fire emblem three houses nice yep well i gotta say though it's like i'm in the same boat as you were in regards to if you would have told me the beginning of 2019 what would be my absolute like favorite game of the year I mean, I would have possibly, like, thought, okay, maybe the Pokemon games would have been number one, maybe, like, the Weegis Mansion 3 and stuff, or, like, and it's something Nintendo-related. I mean, I knew something Nintendo-related would be, like, in the running or something. But, uh, to tell you the truth, Fire Emblem Three Houses caught me completely off guard in regards. It was a midsummer release. It was in July. And I picked up the game, didn't really think much about it, had it, like, on, uh, my shelving thing like about for a good solid couple weeks until I cracked open the game. It's like, you know what, I need to play this and see what happens. And quintessentially about 170 hours close to later, and as well as a couple months where I actually skipped the initial release of Luigi's Mansion 3 and uh, Link's Awakening, you know, two of your games that you have your top ten. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I'll tell you what, it's like, to say that I enjoyed Fire Emblem Three Houses is a understatement. It felt like a colossal event. It felt like something that... uh, It just felt like something that was just kind of out of the ordinary for me. I mean, I like the Fire Emblem series. That's no surprise. I've been playing the games ever since Path of Radiance on GameCube. Never really beat some of the Fire Emblem games. Like like, uh, Path of Radiance, Radiant Dawn... And then I do have some of the Game Boy Advance like Fire Emblem games though, but it wasn't until Awakening on 3DS, which quintessentially was my number one game in regards to when that thing came out. But in regards to 
the scope and scale of Iron Emblem Three Houses. It's there's really no not a lot of games that do this for the quality of the story, the quality of the combat, the gameplay, the depth of what you can do for character customization in the regards of what initially you can do in regards to what path you want to choose. Quintessentially, there is about three or four campaigns shoved into this game, and they are just different playthroughs of this entire game. This big old epic sort of like war drama between these three houses and like quintessentially what's going on inside the world. And honestly, it's part... It's part like... uh, the part of your time is dealt with character development. Kind of like a Persona style, where what I mean by that is you acquire social links, and by, by unlocking certain social links, you get to know characters better. So some characters that may be tropish, that may be like something that is considered said, oh, this character's not so interesting and stuff like that, but once you battle with them more, you unlock different dialogue options, you go in, you chat with different characters and see different characters interact with one another, and then... Quintessentially, you can just flip-flop and see this character in an entirely different light once you understand little bits of the intricacies. Oh, this person's this person's parents died because of this reason. Oh, hey, you know what? These two are best friends, so let's go ahead and like see what they develop, you know, this and that and stuff. And, you know, just it's just little intricacies like that that I grew to appreciate Fire Emblem Three Houses more so than just like a regular RPG in that regards. Because quintessentially, there's some, some RPGs that I've played that don't do the story-wise. Don't, don't do the story stuff well. I mean, a lot of them can be basic and stuff. Some of them can, tr- like, fumble in regards to, like, the pl- the overall plot or what you do at the end of the game. But I can say with absolute certainty, Fire Emblem Three Houses nails every single bit of what it wants to go through and present itself. It's also one of those games where I feel like, if you love strategy games, if you like hardcore RPGs, Definitely, if you have a Switch, this is the number one game you should play. Especially over something, I would say, like Breath of the Wild. Hmm. And Breath of the Wild, in my honest opinion, is a fantastic game. And for people who love like Zelda games, you're going to pick that up anyway. But if you really want to get into the nitty-gritty of what one of the best games of the Switch is capable of, or if you want to get into like a Persona-like game and stuff where it's like... The dialogues of characters and on top of the whole epicness of, like, what characters you're going to recruit, which dialogue options are going to, re- like, go through with, like, uh, offer what support for which, how are you going to customize classes, and this and that. Quintessentially, this is the type of game for you if you are into that hardcore, like, RPG stuff like I am. But, uh, <laughs> excuse me. Also, what's interesting about this game, it's like this is one of the first games where even after playing close to 170 hours, I bought the season pass for this thing. The season pass for this thing has the additional storyline stuff of the legitimate fourth house. And so, sometime during this year, I'm going to go back, possibly, and replay Fire Emblem Three Houses again. And it's going to be my third playthrough. And it's going to be... Probably one of the more memorable ones, if that, because I've only have one house that I have not played through, and that's the Golden Deer. I played through my first time, got a little bit of the feel of it with the Black Eagles. Really love the characters in regards to the Black Eagle house. The Blue Lions, second playthrough. I consider that kind of almost like a true ending, sort of like that, or a true path in that regards. 
they had their own intricacies and stuff. I really like the characters here. And I recruited a bunch of people from the Golden Deer onto the Blue Lions. And now if I go through and have the whole Golden Deer stuff, oh, man. Honestly, what I'm saying is no matter what class you choose, you're going to love a lot of the different characters. You're going to love a lot of the different gameplay and the different types of stuff inside this game. And quintessentially, this is one of the games that presents itself as the total package of being arguably one of the top five best games on the Nintendo Switch currently. You got games like Breath of the Wild, you got Mario Odyssey, you got Smash, you got Mario Kart 8, but Fire Emblem Three Houses is up there with just the right amount with each one of them, in my personal opinion. Only... <sighs> The only thing is whether or not if you want to go through and invest the time in order to enjoy the game. Because that's one of the things that may dissuade people from my number one pick of the year. And that is, are you ready to actually go through on your Switch and spend a good couple months playing this game, actually getting involved inside the storyline stuff? Because it's very simple to pick up. But it's another thing entirely to get to go through the motions of playing, of leveling up your professor level, of conduct your classes and making sure all of your in all your students and stuff know you know know what type of class you want them to be and this and that it sounds daunting at first and believe me it was to me at first but then when I got the rhythm of it down and I got the different paths and the things that I wanted to set forth with with my group of characters and then added a couple from other classes that's what made this game special to me <laughs> but yeah long story short that's my game of the year, Fire Emblem Three Houses. <laughs> well, awesome. I, I, you know, I, I would, I kind of guessed that going into it. I, um, yeah, we kind of pretty much figured. Yeah, no, I, 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 number one. I get why though. And you did a great <laughs> job explaining it. Um, but who would have thought though, uh, going into our individual top tens, that we'd have one game in common out of all out of tw- out of twenty <laughs> spots, only one game in common, and it's Untitled Goose Game. <laughs> who would have thought? You uh, honestly. I kind of felt deep down that even though we had our two games that were left to unveil, I know Untitled Goose Game was going to be our game of the year. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely the uh, Drunk Dashers <laughs> podcast uh, game of 2019 is Untitled Goose Game, and it has to be. It should just be the overall. It, even when it was it was Dice's uh, game uh, game of the year for 2019. I know so. it's so hilarious seeing people's reaction to that. Yeah. It's just awesome. It's, it's, yeah, it's awesome to see that though too. Um, so yeah, that was our um, top ten games of uh, 2019. Uh, we're done. It's over. Uh, it's fun to finally get. It's nice to, get to finally get that off our chest. Gables uh, put this list together a while oh, ago, yeah, and right. I kind of avoided looking at it for a while. Um, but uh, yeah, it's nice that we we got it out there. Um, so yeah, thank you guys so much for uh, listening uh to the show. Hope you guys appreciated uh or enjoyed all of this. You know, all this podcasting goodness we just did i'm like seven beers in right now so i'm doing pretty good uh, <laughs> uh but yeah thank you guys so much for listening um i was host i was tyler and i have been colonel gables thank you for listening to this fun-filled ride with us and i'll tell you what thank you so much for just giving our podcast a chance mm-hmm. if you want to go through and like you know give us like five stars or whatever the heck you want feel free to go through. Or, hey, if you want just to go through, let us know, whether on Facebook or on iTunes, or even if you're the one of the special few that like to listen to us on YouTube. We would love to hear from you basically any time that you feel fit. But 
overall, for everyone that's been listening over the years, we would like just to go ahead and just say thank mm-hmm. you. Because without you guys and stuff, just going through and stuff, hell, Tyler and I, you know, not sure we would be going through and doing this to this such an extent no. for so long. No. But because listeners like you go through and give us a listen and go through the extra effort and actually enjoy our content and stuff, yeah, that means the world to us. Yeah. At the same time and stuff, Tyler and I, we just enjoy doing this. It's very That's fun. That's just part of what we like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's a great time. We, but, yeah, we do we do it for its fun, but also we, we, it helps when we know people are listening. So, Yep. So, uh, yeah, I think that's going to wrap up the show for this week, tonight, whatever, because we've, we've done a lot of like, <laughs> the audacity things like three hours right now almost. So, yeah, we, we've done a lot yep. tonight. So we definitely appreciate it. Once again, you guys listening to all of us um, over the years, all that. Um, hope you guys really enjoyed this list. And if you haven't played any of these games, check them out because they're great. All these games. Mm-hmm. Over the uh, 20 spots, we had 19 different games, which I don't wow. think we've ever done that before. We've never done that before. No. So uh, that should tell you right there. It was sneakily a pretty good year actually um so yeah once again thank you guys so much for listening i was your host i was tyler and i have been colonel gables so until next time everyone see ya bye guys <laughs> hey tyler yeah. too sweet oh you turned it around <laughs> i don't know how i feel about this wow what do i what do i say oh uh too sweet bye guys beers there anyways we're on itunes now so go on there check us out and if you like us leave us a review and we'll even shout you out and jack will send you his credit card number